Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Bryant McKinney Party Bus, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this week? I'm good. Nobody's hit me over the head with a beer bottle, so, so far, so good. Or an Ace of Spades bottle. Yeah, that was <laughs> there quite you some go. week. I guess Jacoby Jones' knee isn't bothering him that much, or maybe it is. Maybe he would have run away if, if he had... Uh, wouldn't yeah, you think healthy, that you'd need you'd need a pretty healthy knee to stabilize yourself on a party bus? I mean, party buses aren't uh, really like places you sit down the whole time. Probably not. I, I mean, maybe he was hobbling around on crutches, or maybe the bus was parked for a couple minutes. Who knows? But uh, anyway, we've got a lot to talk about. We we could talk about Pac-Man Jones. We could talk about party buses. We could talk about all sorts of good stuff. But we actually have. 15 games this week. It's the first of the bye weeks, but before we start delving into the games this week, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? We uh, have several ways to get a hold of us. Of course, if you have questions about your lineup or you want to have your opinion heard on something, feel free to use any of these number of ways. Uh, As usual, we will be here until 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night. And so if you want to call us, you can find us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. You can follow us on Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow, or you can find us individually. He is Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I am JKIM16. You can email us at the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. That's the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. The chat room is open, as always, and you can, of course, find us all week long on Facebook at Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, all kinds of good stuff there. And I, like you said, it's the beginning of the bye week, sort of. We only have two teams on a bye, Green Bay and Carolina, this week. So it feels like we're just missing one game because, I, like I was saying to Sherpa before, when I was prepping, I was like, wait, I don't have enough games. Hold on, I have too many if it's a bye week. I, I don't like this two teams on a bye week thing. Yeah, the, the, and one of the teams should be the Giants, but that's beside the point. But, <laughs> They're uh, actually, they've been on bye weeks. I don't know if you noticed. They have yet to start their season. I don't think season. they've noticed. They think Carolina, <laughs> that's not fair. They get two bye weeks this season. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that was pretty atrocious. My my Giants are uh, not acquitting themselves very well so far, but uh, your not Cowboys great. had a nice blowout win there. I know you didn't think they were going to be capable of blowing that. anybody I was, out. But. I was very pleasantly surprised, which now makes me apprehensive about this week. As a Cowboys fan, right. you were never you were never cautiously optimistic. You were always extraordinarily pessimistic. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't think you have too much to worry about this week, but uh, we'll get into that. So, yeah, yeah, last week was really screwy. Who knew that all the Browns needed to do to solve all their problems was to trade Trent Richardson away? I didn't realize that he was actually the reason they hadn't won a game yet. But uh, apparently, trading Maybe. him was all they needed to do to get in the win column. And it, and it looks like if you've ever been Tom Brady's backup, you're doing pretty good right now. <laughs> I mean. You got Hoyer doing well, and and now Tom Brady's breaking news that uh, Christian Ponder may not be playing this week in Minnesota, and we may see some Ryan Mallett action. It's a very strange week. Um, um, uh, Castle, right? No. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt, Matt Castle. Castle. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of uh, people, maybe not too many Patriots fans, but a lot of people that wouldn't mind if Ryan Mallett actually did get a lot of playing time this week and in future weeks. But uh, unfortunately for the rest of us, I don't think that's likely to to happen anytime soon. So, well, the Thursday night games, we actually had a a pretty decent uh, game last Thursday night. So hopefully that trend will continue this week. We we lead off with San Francisco at St. Louis. San Francisco obviously not playing too well the last couple weeks after that uh, 
opening game victory over the Packers, but I I don't I think they get on the right on the you know, back of the saddle this week. I just St. Louis looked horrible against Dallas, and yeah, I think this could be a close game. But I think San Francisco, even if they're not hitting on all cylinders, you know, they definitely find a way to win this game. I'll say San Francisco twenty, St. Louis seventeen. I can I can agree with that. These just Thursday night games just aren't super high scoring. They're just it's it's so weird for a fantasy perspective. These Thursday night games, they never do what you think they're gonna. Um, that being said, I I'm always a little cautious playing my Thursday night players for San Francisco. I think it's okay to go with Colin Kaepernick. I also like Frank Gorn and Quan Bolden. I'd even go ahead and start the defense and the kicker, even though I don't think this will be super high scoring. Uh, I think you'll still get some value out of the kicker position, but I'm staying away from from the rest of the wide receivers, even from the tight end. I just I just don't think there's enough points to go around in this game. For St. Louis, in spite of the fact that I'm not picking them, I think wide <laughs> receivers Chris Givens and Tavon Austin are both worth starting. Givens probable with a knee injury. Tight end Jared Cook is a good start. I like the defense. Sam Bradford, if you need a second quarterback, wide receiver Austin Pettis is a decent flex option. Running back Daryl Richardson, probable with a foot injury. I'd stay away from him this week. Also stay away from Isaiah Peed. Tight end Lance Kendricks had a nice game last week. He shouldn't. That shouldn't uh, motivate you to put him in your lineup this week. And Greg the leg, Zerline is unfortunately his leg might be getting pretty rusty so far this season, given St. Louis anemic offensive output, but I would keep him on your bench this week as well. It's a shame. You just don't get to say Greg the leg enough, you know? Well, no, I, I guess not. But, uh, <laughs> but these, these kickers are, are just out of control. Let's see, Baltimore at Buffalo, the first of the Sunday games. Um, this this one's hard to know what to make of. You know, make out mm-hmm. of it. Buffalo is Looks like they're on the verge of being a semi-decent team, but you know, they always seem to screw up at the at the least opportune moment. You know, yes. Baltimore, obviously, the first game against Denver, not so good. Last couple weeks, they've looked better. I think that trend will continue this week. I say that even though the game's at Buffalo, I'll look for Baltimore to win this. I'll say Baltimore 24, Buffalo 21. I am actually taking Buffalo here. I. You Granted, Baltimore's too. I did. I did. You're I've, I've, on them. Probably. Sorry, Buffalo fans. I really apologize. <laughs> I have some friends that are Bills fans, and they probably hate this. But I just, I, I'm not buying Baltimore yet. Like, it just doesn't seem like it's all working. We're not sure if Ray Rice is going to play. He probably will because he's at least practicing, but he's still questionable. I, I haven't been super impressed with Joe Flacco. At least Buffalo looks like... They want to be out there. They look like they have some heart and some spirit on the field. I'd rather watch EJ Manuel cry on the field when he wins games than watch whatever it is Baltimore's doing. It just it doesn't do anything for me. Winning Super but, Bowls? Eh, Super Bowl hangover. <laughs> oh, did you happen to see um, Ray Lewis the other night on the NFL, on yeah. the Monday night pregame show where he was talking about how Baltimore, you know, it's a Jacoby – Jones thing that they were missing leadership this year mm-hmm. that they lost a lot of leadership in the off season and he mentioned you know the first two players he mentioned were me and and uh, Ed Reed yeah yeah they, Ed they Reed. lost me and they lost Ed Reed they lost a lot of leadership and I was thinking well that was yeah. pretty self serving but yeah right like does does Ray Lewis feel like he's not getting enough attention does Baltimore not apparently not you no know, retire his number enough and and do enough ceremonies for him like. Come on. I'm surprised that ESPN doesn't let them do the squirrel before every Monday night game. You know, I mean, we're, right we're the... probably getting closer to that point. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't well, I don't think remind, it's, they've closed the door on that yet. Remind me when that happens or let me know. Give me a warning when that happens and I'll turn the TV off. I can't watch that. Oh. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So, so Even though I don't think fan. Baltimore is going to win, I, I there is some fantasy value here. I like Joe Flacco more as a second quarterback option. It just I don't know if he's going to put up the points to make him your only quarterback. Uh, if Ray Rice plays, I would start him. Even a not 100% Ray Rice is still going to have more value than a lot of guys out there. 
even if he does play, and definitely if he doesn't, Bernard Pierce, I think, is worth a start. Um, Marlon Brown could be an interesting flex option at wide receiver. I I think I like Torrey Smith the best out of the wide receivers this week. I'm saying no to the defense, but yes to the kicker. I actually like Dallas Clark a little bit, too. I mean, he and Dixon are, you. you know, it's hard to tell from one week to the next who's going to get more targets and receptions, mm-hmm. but Clark's had a couple of nice games so far. Yeah, I just, it's like you said, it's kind of like a roller coaster over there. And Dallas Clark's had a week or two where he's looked absolutely brutal, and then he's had some, some shining moments when you're like, that's the Dallas Clark I knew. That's him. And you just don't know yeah. what you're going to get. We'll have to talk some more about Zach Miller later, too, since I know he's another one of your favorite tight ends. I, I'm shockingly starting him. Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, I may not uh, be able to pick myself up the floor, off the floor after that. We but, might have to. Uh, we might have to take a break here. Go to commercial or something. <laughs> right. Well, for Buffalo, right, and now a word from our non-existent sponsors. Yeah, there you but, go. <laughs> uh, for Buffalo, I like running back C.J. Spiller, who's probable with a quad injury, and Methuselah, aka Fred Jackson, who somehow <laughs> getting it done at the ripe old age of 32, I think he is, or 33 now. Wide receiver mm-hmm. Steve Johnson, tight end Scott Chandler are good. E.J. Manuel, I'm still not sold on him, taking is a second quarterback at best. Wide receiver Robert Woods, possible flex option. I, defense is okay. I'd stay away from wide receiver T.J. Graham and kicker Dan Carpenter because I just don't think they're going to score that many points. Yeah, I think this will be a lower-scoring game. I just It's, it's going to be a weird one. All right, next. Speaking of weird games, here's a game where you wonder if it's possible for both teams to lose, and that's Arizona at Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay, I don't know, they're they're like a, a human resources department's nightmare at this point. You know, with uh, supposedly, Rich. I mean, obviously everyone. Well, maybe not obviously, but if you've been alive today, you probably heard Josh Freeman got benched. And now he's already looking for a trade. And then Carson Palmer came out and said his agent got calls all summer from Tampa Bay, trying to get him to go there. This feels like a really bad soap opera all of a sudden, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I just, I, I would. I mean, we're in week four now. I bet you that by week, I'll say week eight, that Greg Schiano gets canned. That's my prediction. I I think they stick with him. I think they might try to find some other quarterbacks, but I think Shiano gets another at least till the end of the season. We'll see. I think if they're zero and seven or zero and eight, which there's a pretty good chance that could happen, Oof. that that the owner there might uh, change his tune. But we'll see. We bring back Josh but, Johnson. I liked him as the Buccaneers quarterback. Where's he now? We should bring back Doug Williams. I liked him, but it, actually, what they should <laughs> do is bring back those creamsicle uniforms. They had something recently where they tried to bring those back as the retro thing, as their retro mm-hmm. jersey, but somehow they couldn't do that because you're only allowed to change your your um, your shirt and not your helmet. And really? you know, the helmets for the old Tampa Bay creamsicle uniforms were those white things, and mm-hmm. apparently they, they weren't allowed to use those, so they decided not to use the, the creamsicle Jersey, I guess it's only jersey, it's only good if you can helmet. go all the way with the creamsicle, you know. Yeah, but anyway, creamsicle or no, I, I think that uh, you know creamsicle popsicle. I think Arizona's going to put a licking on them. I don't think it'll be too serious, but I do like Arizona to win this game. I'll say Arizona twenty, Tampa fourteen. Ooh, I don't really know how to feel about this. I would like to take Tampa Bay as the upset here because I'm not as stoked on Arizona this week as you are, and I like the idea of a 6'7 quarterback and Mike Glennon succeeding in the NFL. Um, That being said, it's probably not the most realistic thing in the world, but I'm going to go with it. We're going to take the underdog this week. Um, For Arizona, though, I like Carson Palmer. They're a train wreck. (laughs) Apparently, I'm, I'm just really into the underdogs this week. It would probably be good if I did not place any bets this week, is what it sounds like. Uh-huh. But for Arizona, uh, I like Carson Palmer more as a second quarterback. I like Larry Fitzgerald. I'm going to even get nuts and say Michael Floyd could be a deeper wide receiver or a flex option. I'm not as excited about the run game. And I'm going to say 
I'll I'll go maybe on the defense. I think there are better options, but I am definitely going to start their kicker. For Tampa, I'm going to hold my nose and start running back Doug Martin and wide receiver <laughs> Mike Williams in the defense. Vincent Jackson, he's questionable right now with that you know, abdomen injury. Yeah, he, you know, obviously, if he's healthy enough to play, you start him, but that remains to be seen. I don't care if their quarterback is Mike Lennon, Josh Freeman, you know, Morgan Freeman. I, I just don't start you know, their quarterback this week. Wide receiver Kevin Ogletree, nice game last week. Don't put him in your lineup this week. Tom Crabtree, the tight end, questionable with an ankle injury. Even if he's 100% healthy, you don't want him in your lineup. And same thing, kicker Ryan Lindell, who I still think of as Buffalo's kicker, but he's in Tampa now. So and, I. You know, he just has this culture of – it's like Pigpen dragging the blanket around. You know, Ryan Lindell mm-hmm. just seems to drag this, you know, to, to pick losing teams to play for. But uh, Poor guy. I, I stay away, Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of losing teams, now we've moved to uh, Pittsburgh at Minnesota. The good news is for both these teams, somebody's got to win this game. Bad news yeah. is it's not apparent that either team's capable of winning a game at this point. No. But I I think, especially if Le'Veon Bell's able to play, I, I just think that Pittsburgh has a little bit more talent than Minnesota does. They haven't shown it so far, but... I like them to win this game on the road. I'll say Pittsburgh 24, Minnesota 17. I like the score. I like it the other way, though. I Apparently, we're not going to agree on anything today. Apparently <laughs> but, not. <laughs> I don't know what teams that's good for, but one or the other of us is going to look really good come next week. Or we could just um, split everything 50-50 and we both look like builds. That'd be terrible. I just think Adrian Peterson's got to be the difference in this game. I, I just, oh, man, both these teams look brutal. I think Pittsburgh's defense still doesn't have a turnover, which is really strange. Um, but fantasy-wise, I guess I'd start Ben Roethlisberger just because really somebody's got to put some points up on this team. I'm he staying said away from. Two minutes from, ago, you like six foot seven quarterbacks, so there you go. Yeah, I apparently been tall quarterbacks this week. Who knew? But I, I'm staying away from this Pittsburgh run game until unless I'm setting my lineup on Sunday and I know for sure who's playing. Um, I like the idea of Bell, but even Ben Roethlisberger's being asked about him, and he's like, well, I don't know if he'll make a difference. That doesn't make me get all jacked up about him, you know? Um, I will start Antonio Brown. Emmanuel Sanders could be a flex option. I'm going to start Heath Miller. I'll say yes to the defense and to the kicker just because I don't think this will be a very high-scoring game. Neither offenses look capable of putting up a lot of points. Now, here's a question for you. Why do you think that Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is known as the law firm, but LaRod Stevens-Howling isn't? Uh, to me, LaRod Stevens-Howling sounds more like uh, like a literature professor at college. Yeah, just, that could be. Know. I feel yeah. like he needs to wear a tweed jacket with elbow patches. That's just what his name says. <laughs> like, could not be yeah. further from how this guy looks, but, you know, right. get him a tweed jacket. All right. Well, I, he could probably wear one when he's on the sideline on Sunday because I don't think he's going to see the field much. But That'd be Minnesota, pretty sick if he did, though. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> but you know, if they're outdoors in Minnesota now, it could get pretty cold there, so maybe he would have a tweed jacket on instead of a Steelers jacket. But... <laughs> I'll, I'll call you if that happens. If I see that, I would so, appreciate that. If if someone if someone could let us know, <laughs> right? We'll have the Rod Stevens Howling tweet jacket watch alert. Perfect. But, Perfect. So yeah, you know, please tweet either one of us or both if you see that happening on Sunday. But for Minnesota, running back Adrian Peterson, I don't think they win, but I think he's still worth starting. Tight end Kyle Rudolph. I almost said Eric Rudolph, but that's not the guy you want. Um, and Kyle Antonio Rudolph. Holmes. Eric Rudolph. Yes. Right. Wide receivers, um, Cordero um, Patterson, I think he's a good flex option. Same thing with Jennings and Jerome Simpson. Defense is okay. Christian Ponder, questionable with a rib injury, whether it's him, whether it's Matt Castle, whether it's Sam Castle, whoever it is playing quarterback for Minnesota this week. I don't start him. Wide receiver Jerry at Sprite, I wouldn't start in the Blair Walsh project. is is not a start for me either this week. Uh, fair enough. 
keep moving to less depressing games. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, now we, <laughs> speaking of depressing, we've got the New York Giants playing against Kansas City. For some reason, the Giants are playing their third um, road game out of four already, so somebody knew that you know the home folks wouldn't want to be watching them early in the season. But I, this game is a coin flip for me. I'm not that impressed by Kansas City's offense yet, but then again, New York can't stop anybody. They don't have a pass rush. They don't have an offensive line. They did sign John Connor today, so at least they've got the Terminator. But there I still go. think that this will be a close game, but in the end, I, I think Kansas City finds a way to continue their, their carpet ride. So I'll say Kansas City 24, New York 21. I'll actually agree with you on this one. Uh, Ooh, I, I never really... I. <laughs> I never really thought we'd get to this point where I was more on board with Kansas City than you were. For years, you've been all about Kansas City. And then I finally get on board, and you're like, nope, I don't want anything to do with it. No, well, I did pick against them last week. I keep waiting for for the wheels to come off there, but maybe they won't. Maybe they are a legitimate playoff contender, but uh, we'll, we'll see. But so who do you like for New York then? Um, I think Eli Manning's more of a borderline first quarterback, more like I'd be comfortable with him as a second quarterback option. I just, this offense is a little troubling. (laughs) I will start David Wilson. I will start Victor Cruz. Hakeem Nix, I think, is more of a flex for me. I'm staying away from the tight ends, the kicker, the defense. I just don't think there's enough points. I still wonder how you can only target Hakeem Nix once in a game. I don't. I don't get understand. I, I don't get either why he would make a big deal about it afterwards. I mean, yeah, you're upset, but you know your your team has bigger issues than you know. Yeah, you think. Whether you get the ball or not, I mean, maybe the two are correlated, but uh, anyway. So for Kansas City, Jamal Charles is an obvious start. The defense mm-hmm. is, looks like a good start. Alex Smith, like Eli, more of a second quarterback for me this week. Dwayne Bowe was missing in action. He's actually been missing in action most of the season so far. He and Johnny Avery, who's actually looked pretty good, are more flex options for me. Kicker Ryan, suck off him right with starting him. Dexter McCluster, wide receiver, stay away. Stay away from both their tight ends who are banged up. Anthony Fasano, who's questionable with an ankle injury. And Travis Kelsey is questionable with a knee injury. They both missed last week, and even if they're healthy this week, you don't want to start them. I thought that was pretty cool that Travis Kelsey's team played his brother's team last week, but uh, unfortunately Travis Kelsey didn't get to suit up. So I guess he uh, he has bragging rights, but not really. I don't think you really get bragging rights if you don't play. Yeah, I'm not sure how how that breaks down if that qualifies. Yeah. So... Yeah, he could we'll have been wearing a tweed jacket year. on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> tweed jackets the, for yeah, everybody. <laughs> in four years, they'll be playing again unless one of them moves teams. So, anyway, next game up. This this could be one of the more depressing games of the week, and that's actually any game involving Jacksonville has the potential to be Aww. pretty depressing. <laughs> I think if I were in a knockout pool, and I'm not, but I think I would just pick whichever team is playing Jacksonville that week, and that would cover 13 as a – assuming I can't use the same team twice and you have a bye mm-hmm. week there, that would cover 13 in the 17 weeks, and then maybe I'd go see who the, the Buccaneers are playing the other four weeks. But uh, the Jacksonville, that just, that's a pretty sad excuse for an NFL team right now. I, I really that think can... that one week they're going to wake up and get it and they'll actually like score more than one touchdown and they might look like a functional football team. I don't think it'll happen more than once or twice, but I think just it'll it'll click at some point and then probably just vanish. It seems well, like something well, this team For our do. purposes, I don't think that's going to happen this week. I'll, no, not I'll this week. I'll say that Indianapolis wins this game handily. I'll say Indianapolis 27, Jacksonville 10, and that's probably the halftime score. Yeah, I then, think Indy might put up more points than that, and Jacksonville might not put that many up. <laughs> um, uh, I think if Indy gets up that much that early, they'll probably all be their starters. Will all be they'll be treating it like a preseason game. Possibly, but by or that point, scrimmage. it'll be. I mean, it'll be, you'll already have your points out of them, so it won't be that bad. So, uh, pretty much, I'm starting everybody. <laughs> 
for Indy. Start Andrew Luck. I'll start Trent Richardson. He's got a whole week of practice, so who knows what he's going to look like this week. I'll start him on Bradshaw. They're saying Donald Brown's still going to be a part of the offense, and he had a couple of nice plays last week, so if you need a flex option, maybe throw him in there. I'll start Reggie Wayne, T.Y. Hilton, Cody Fleener. I'm going to start the defense. I'll start the kicker. I will start the water boy. Did you mention Darius Hayward Day? I didn't. I, I like him more as a flex. I just okay. I can't. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what it I know is he's about your him. Favorite player. I just can't do it. <laughs> the the one thing, Andrew Luck, it's kind of odd. His passing stats are not that impressive They're not so that far. Great. And if Jacksonville has done anything so far well this year so far, it's their pass defense is actually not horrible, which is no. a backhanded compliment if there ever was one. So I'm not quite as sure I would start Andrew Luck, but uh, I, I still think no matter how, you know, maybe he'll get a couple of quarterback sneak touchdowns, but but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see there. Jacksonville, this will be pretty quick and short. Well, speaking of short, I think wide receiver Cecil Shorts is the only guy that I would start for sure. Maurice Jones-Drew, maybe a flex option. Maybe Ace Sanders is a wide receiver flex option if you're playing in a 32-team league where you start five wide receivers per team. Um, The defense, yeah, I still think Indianapolis might just shut it down at some point. So, yeah, if Jacksonville only has three points or seven points, their defense could still be a decent play. Uh, just because Indy, I don't think, is going to run up the score on them. Uh, whoever their quarterback is, you don't want them starting. Don't start Jordan Todman, Stephen Burton, Mercedes Lewis, Alan Reisner, Josh Scobie, pretty much anybody that's wearing a, a a Jaguar jersey this week, you don't want to start unless their name is Cecil Shorts. I can live with that. One day, Jacksonville, you won't be so terrible. I don't think that day is this Sunday, though. No. Now, this next game, I think we may disagree on this. Uh, Seattle at Houston, obviously Seattle so far looking like they'd be the the NFC team that you would pick to go to the Super Bowl this year, especially since Atlanta and San Francisco have not been playing up to par so far this yeah. season. But And Houston, they've, they've obviously had their troubles so far, but I think they get it together this week and – I won't say pull off an upset because, you know, I, I don't think it really would be that much of an upset, but I'll, I'll take Houston to win this game, especially if uh, if um, Andre Johnson is healthy enough to play. I'll pick Houston 27 over Seattle 24. I actually like Houston in this game. I like Seattle for fantasy purposes, but I just I – don't, I don't know. There's something missing for me for the Seattle team. Obviously – not really anything missing on the field just yet for them. I just don't know if I believe in them as a long-term option for this season. But this week I think they're going to put up a bit of a fight in Houston. But I think Houston will come out on top, maybe some fourth-quarter magic. But for Seattle, there are definitely some good fantasy points to be had. I'd start Russell Wilson. I'd start Marshawn Lynch, Sidney Rice, even tight end Zach Miller. Shock of all shocks. Um I'm even going to get nuts and start the defense and the kicker. Even though I think they're losing this game, I don't think it'll be super high scoring. So for Houston, I would start both of their running backs, Arian Foster and Ben Tate, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, tight end Owen Daniels. Matt Schaub, more of a second quarterback for me. Andre Johnson, if he's healthy, you start him, but it's you know not clear yet how healthy he is. Randy Bullock, is an okay start as a kicker, defense okay. Tight end Garrett Graham, I stay away from him. But yeah. we'll see. I, I just I I think Houston matches up pretty well with Seattle and I think, I think this will be one of the done. better morning games to watch. I think that's fair to say. What time do you wake up if that's your morning? Well not I mean I think of it as a morning. I was born in California. I think of all of these as morning games. Early. How about early afternoon? This is the best of the one o'clock games. (laughs) I think the only teams that are going to be in morning this week are Seattle or uh, Jacksonville and uh, Tampa Bay. Those are my two morning games. I'm sort of morning for them already. I think. (laughs) Yeah, might have to light a fourth and inches candle for them this weekend. (laughs) So we'll be sure to do that after the show. (laughs) Right. So now. 
next game up, it's the Battle of Ohio, Cincinnati at Cleveland. I'm almost positive we're going to disagree on this game. I think Cleveland matches up quite well with Cincinnati. I think now that Josh Gordon is there and you know, he's received assurances that you know he's not going to be traded, at least not this week, that I actually maybe next like week. Cleveland. Maybe on Tuesday. Maybe next week. Maybe he and, uh, and you know, yeah, maybe they can maybe trade him for Josh Freeman since Tampa's trying to unload him. The the, the Josh exchange, but yeah. I still think I still think that Cleveland finds a way to win this game, and I'll say Cleveland twenty one, Cincinnati twenty. I could go either way on this game. Obviously, Andy Dalton, the Ginger Ninja, is very near and dear to my heart, but I did pick Cleveland to upset the world and make it to the playoffs. Granted, they seem to be doing everything possible to make me look like an idiot for doing that. But I think at least they'll be able to hang in this game and keep it close if they don't actually upset Cincinnati and win. I, I, something is happening. I don't understand it. I don't understand why it works. But Cleveland seems to look sort of functional even without Trent Richardson and without Brandon Whedon. But... For Cincinnati, I like Andy Dalton more as a second quarterback. I like Giovanni Bernard and Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. I like the law firm. Obviously, A.J. Green's a no-brainer. I'm going to say yes to the defense, but I'm staying away from the rest of the receivers, the kicker. I, I'm i excited for this game. I never thought I'd say that I was excited for a Bengals-Browns game, but here we are. I think Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis might want to join the tweed jacket on the sideline club. I I just think Giovanni Bernard should be the one playing there every down. I think he should be too, but Cincinnati doesn't really listen to me all that much. <laughs> no. Well, you probably haven't tried calling them this week, so. No. Uh, maybe if I offer to trade them something, Cleveland will put their call a call through to them for me. Yeah, that could be. So, <laughs> for Cleveland, Josh Gordon, he got he was targeted 19 times. Last week, that's just what does he think he's Denny Amendola? Like what? Is, no, what is I mean that's Brandon Marshall gets targeted night. Well, actually, Brandon Marshall catches 19 passes in a game, you know, yeah. sometimes. But uh, Josh Gordon only quote unquote only caught 10 last week. But mm-hmm. I like him. I like Devon Best, who's quietly putting together a nice season. Ten and Jordan Cameron, obviously the three touchdowns last week. He's on everybody's radar screen. Although you're not going to find him on your waiver wire. Quarterback no. Ryan Hoyer, second quarterback for me this week. You know, Brandon Whedon doesn't sound like he's going to play. Even if he does, I wouldn't start him. Willis McGahey, they won last week with him on the team, but I don't think there's cause and effect there. So keep him on the bench. Keep Bobby Rainey, Chris Ogbenaya on the bench. Stonehands, also known as Greg Little, keep him on the bench. <laughs> Travis Benjamin, Josh Cooper, Billy Condis, the defense. As much as I like Cleveland to win this game, there are not many players I actually would want to start in my fantasy lineup. Who do you think has worse hands of stone, Greg Little or Anthony Fasano? Um, I, I don't. I, I would probably vote for Greg Little there. I'd go Anthony Fasano. Let's see how that um, one plays out over the course of the season. <laughs> over the course of the season, Fasano probably won't play. Well, even if he does play. This week, True. we'll see how much he actually gets <laughs> targeted. But uh, anyway, so next up, we've got Chicago at Detroit. And I just think Chicago is going to be one of several 3-0 and teams that's going to taste the bitter you know, fruits of defeat this week. So I'll pick Detroit to beat them. I like Detroit in this game, 28-24. I like your score, but I like it in reverse. I I don't understand this Chicago team, and I don't entirely understand how it's happening, but it works. And I think they're going to actually be a 4-0 team after this week. I, I, just, I surprise myself when I say things like that sometimes. But Jay Cutler, I think, is more of a second quarterback option. As much as I think Chicago will actually win games, I don't necessarily think it will be because of Jay Cutler. Well, running uh, is still I, their forte. Yeah, and I would like to start Matt Forte. <laughs> I will still start Brandon Marshall and Martellus Bennett. Uh, apparently tight ends can, in fact, be used in Chicago, contrary to what years of offensive coordinating has taught us. Uh, I am going to stay away from everybody else. I'm not starting the defense or the kicker. 
I think this will be a close one, one of those hard-hitting, down-in-the-trenches matchups. I don't know. I'm interested to watch this game, though. Yeah, I I still think, I don't know, maybe Detroit will, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll just start tossing bricks from the wall around the field. They'll start <laughs> tossing bricks at Chicago and get them riled up. But anyway, what an for Detroit, uplifting like, message for people. This is an uplifting message Look for a brick <laughs> on your sideline. But Matthew Stafford, I don't know how far he could throw a brick, but he can throw a football a long way. I'd start him running back Joy Bell, start him wide receiver Calvin Johnson, start him as long as he doesn't decide to turn himself into a soda machine in the middle of the game. That was um, a good one. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> running back Reggie Bush, if he plays, he's more of a flex option for me. Ryan Broyles, now that Nate Burleson, you know, had his little traffic accident there and isn't going to be playing for a few weeks. Ryan Boyles becomes relevant again. Tight ends Brandon Pettigrew and Joseph Foria, who's taken over from Tony Scheffler as the second tight end there. Those guys are both flex options for me. David Akers, the kicker and defense, are okay to start. Wide receiver Nate Burleson, as we mentioned before, don't start him. And Patrick Edwards, questionable with an ankle injury. Even if he plays, don't start him either. This show is taking a very weird turn already. We're talking about bricks and tweed jackets. It's This has been a weird one. <laughs> well, we're only halfway through, so there's still plenty of time for, uh, for more weirdness. So speaking of more weirdness, um, <laughs> the Jets are actually 2-1, and one, and so is Tennessee. Who would have thought that this would be a battle of 2-1 and one teams before the season started? Not many people would have predicted that. Which no. means that one of these teams is going to be three and one after this game is over, and I'm I actually don't like thinking that mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking that it's going to be the Jets by a pretty comfortable score. I'll say Jets win this one, 31-20, just because I think the Jets' offense is perhaps a little better than people gave them credit for, and their defense is looking every bit as good as it did last year. So I say Jets, 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 Jets. Logically, I understand your analysis and I accept it, but I just can't pick the Jets to win games. Even though they've won two of them, I just don't believe it's actually possible. I I think Tennessee's going to win this in the second half when Geno Smith gets tired and the wheels start to come off. I think that they're just going to throw bombs down the field and eventually one of them's going to stick. But I do think that there's some fantasy value for the Jets. Again, another thing I didn't think I'd be saying a few weeks ago. Um, Geno Smith, I like more as a second quarterback option. I don't think this is going to be the the cleanest, most proficient in technique football game that we're going to see all weekend. But um, I think if you're starting two quarterbacks, Geno Smith's not a bad play. And if you need to possibly pick somebody up on the waiver wire, he's probably out there, and this isn't the worst matchup in the world. Uh, I would start by Lel Powell. I'll start San Antonio Holmes, whose name is not San Antonio. Finally, he gets he gets his proper due this week. <laughs> because it's um, a visiting team and you're covering him instead of me. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll even buy in on Stephen Hill. I like him more as a flex option, but he's not a bad finally. option this week. Yeah, I finally got on board. Uh, I'll even start the defense, but that's that's as much as I'm willing to go for the chance. <laughs> you're pretty much starting the whole team and then telling me they're not going to win. I just I can't do it. I can't I can't in good faith think that the Jets can beat Tennessee, even though Tennessee's not that good. Well, this is the battle of the Titans, or at least the teams that are currently and formerly known as How the Titans. How on earth are, so, is do both of these teams have better records than most of the NFC East? Like, how is this possible? Yeah, that that is kind of odd. But the funny thing is that the Jets, even though they have a as good a record as yeah, they would be tied for the lead in the NFC East, but they're only in third in their division because Isn't Miami and New England are both undefeated. But Ugh. anyway, we'll we'll see how that plays out this week. But for yeah. Tennessee, there's actually nobody on Tennessee that I would start this week. <laughs> Running back Chris Johnson is a flex option for me just because I think you know, the Jets' defense is pretty good at stopping the run, so I you know, hopefully you have better options. Wide receiver Nate Washington, Kenny Britt, Kendall Wright. If you're in a pinch, start them as flex guys, but I'm not keen on any of them as out-and-out starts this week. Quarterback Jake Locker, I, I'm still not buying in on him. 
Running back Sean Green is out with a knee injury. Delaney Walker missed last week. He's questionable with a foot injury this week. Um, Craig Stevens seems like he's been there forever, but I uh, wouldn't start him. Take a Rob Aronis, don't start him. Don't start the defense. What a sad game. Let's, let's talk about a different what one. What a sad game. The Jets are <laughs> bona fide playoff contender. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't even do it. We have to talk about something else. You you just wait and see. Oh, I hate living in the New York area. <laughs> oh, we'll see. So the hype machine is in overdrive, but anyway. So here's a game that you now that we've moved on to the afternoon games. Here's a game that you won't have to be in mourning over, and that's Washington at Oakland. This hard to say who's going to win this. I think you flip a coin, but Washington obviously was expected to be a lot better than what they've shown so far. Yeah. Oakland, you know, tough one and two record. They could probably be two and one, but, you know, with Terrell Pryor, you know, questionable. He's concussed. He's concussed. I, I don't really think it matters. I think you just throw him out on the field, let him run around, and they'll find a way to win this game. I'll, I'll say Oakland 28, Washington 27, and that's whether it's Pryor or Matt Flynn or Daryl LaMonica is their quarterback this week? If Matt Flynn starts, I think Oakland can win this game. But I don't think that will actually happen. So I'm going to pick Washington. I think they do eventually have to win some football games, and this is one they can win. Uh, I am going to start RG3. I'll start Alfred Morris. I'll start Pierre Garçon. I like Leonard Hankerson more and Santonio Moss more as flex options. Um, but I... I think there are stronger flex options than maybe some others. Um, I am not going to start the defense or the kicker. I just think this is going to be a very weird game. Neither of these teams are quite what we expected. Maybe Washington can trade RG3 straight up for Josh Freeman. Who says no to that trade? Obviously, everybody would be okay with that trade. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's definitely a win-win trade, you know, quarterbacks yeah, no get doubt. out of their unhappy places and uh, everybody goes home happy. But for <laughs> Oakland, running back there in McFadden, he's a start for me this week. Um, he might get credit for another touchdown pass if Terrell Pryor can't play. They did that wildcat thing in Arkansas when he was in college, so maybe they'll do it again in the pros. Wide receiver Denarius Moore seems to be back with a living, so start him. Yeah. Terrell him. Pryor the second quarterback for me if he plays Sebastian Janikowski okay to start as a kicker defense okay to start stay away from Marcel Reese, Rod Streeter um, Michael Rivera and Jaron Mastro the tight end so even though I like Oakland to win this game there's not a lot you just don't really... actually like Oakland <laughs> yeah I, I mean the city of Oakland itself is okay but I just mm-hmm. don't think too many other players are, are worthy <laughs> fantasy starts that's always good. <laughs> so next up we have one of, of what should be the more entertaining games of the week, and that's Philadelphia at Denver. This is a tough one. I mean, on paper you would think Denver should just blow them out of the water, but then you look at Denver's pass defense. hasn't been so good this year so far. In Philadelphia, that's obviously their, their strength is passing, so I think this game will be closer than people think, but I'll still take Denver to win. Hopefully you bet the over if you're an over-under better this week. I'll take Denver mm-hmm. 38, Philadelphia 34. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Denver pulls it out, but Philly's going to keep it respectable. I think they keep it within 10, maybe within the touchdown if they're lucky. Um, Philly Talk Radio has been absolutely ridiculous over this game all week. Um I just, I don't, Philly doesn't have a spark. We were talking about this before the show started. They just have no heart or or emotion in any way, it looks like, on the field right now. And maybe being able to hang with arguably the league's best team right now will kind of light some kind of fire under them and make them into the team everyone thought they were going to be. I don't know. But I do think they match up better than a lot of people uh, maybe expect them to. I agree with you on that. So, fantasy-wise, uh, I like Michael Vick. Conservatively, I would like to start him more as a second quarterback option because I just, 
I don't have a lot of faith that he can stay healthy for entire games, which makes me nervous, but he has the potential to put some big numbers up, so it's really high risk, high reward here. Uh, I like LaShawn McCoy. I like Deshaun Jackson, even though he's been kind of a missing person the last few weeks. I think Jason Avant's going to have a huge game. Staying away from tight end Brent Selleck and the rest of the tight end crew there. I don't want to start Riley Cooper. I am going to start the kicker. Absolutely stay away from the defense, though. Yeah, I think this is a good game to stay away from both defenses. I'll stay away yeah. from Denver's defense. Start pretty much everyone else associated with Denver, Peyton Manning, Wes Welker, Demarius Thomas, and Eric Decker, Julian Thomas, Matt Prater. Uh, the running backs are more flex options for me. Again, that's sort of just you know, pick a name out of a hat from one week to the next. You know, last week, you know, Sean Moreno was down the week before he was up. Monte Ball and you know, Ronnie Hillman were up last week. So who yeah. knows? To me, any of those guys could be a decent flex option from week to week. But, you know, they're, they're probably better options available even on the waiver wire than, than those guys at this point. Yeah, I could probably agree with that. This is going to be an interesting game. I don't think it's going to be the blowout most people expect. No, no, or at least not the Philly Talk Radio expects. True, true. So now we've got Dallas at San Diego, and I—I I hate, I I hate know when you, we go to San Diego. I hate it so game, much. I—I <laughs> I don't think you have much to worry about. I think Dallas wins this pretty handily. I'll, I'll pick them to win by 10 points. San Diego's offense has shown signs of life, but their defense hasn't shown they can stop anyone. I think Dallas wins this and moves to 3-1. and one. I'll say Dallas 34, San Diego 24. I'm thinking this is maybe like Dallas wins by a field goal. I just I like that you believe in Dallas this much because as a Dallas fan, even I don't believe in Dallas this much. <laughs> Well, you realize if my predictions are right this week that Dallas will have a two-game lead in the NFC East if they win and the Giants and Eagles and Redskins all lose this week. Yeah, but you know what? The terrifying thing is then the Super Bowl talk starts again, and then Jerry starts talking about talking crazy and all this stuff. Nothing good comes of Dallas having any kind of lead anywhere. Um, But I digress. <laughs> well, get used to it because I don't think the, the, the rest of that division hasn't shown many signs of life yet this season, but we'll see. Maybe that'll change. True. Uh, I do like a lot of Dallas players for fantasy purposes this week. Uh, generally, Dallas players are better fantasy players than real-life players. Uh, Tony Romo for sure is one of those. I would definitely start him, start DeMarco Murray, start Des Bryant, Jason Witten, and the kicker. Um, I would say no to the defense. I'm giving San Diego, I guess, a little more respect than you are. Um, and I'm, everybody else is kind of more of a flex option for me. These guys are the definite starts out of the bunch. Just, I don't know. Watching what San Diego did to the Eagles and knowing that Dallas is prone to turnovers and hating how terribly we play when we're in San Diego, I have a little, a little more agita about this game than I think you do. I don't think Tony Romo has been a player since he was dating Jessica Simpson. Fair point. Very fair point. <laughs> okay. So for San Diego, I would start Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates. More flex option-ish for Ryan Matthews and Danny Woodhead. Wide receivers Eddie Royal, Vincent Brown, and Keenan Allen. Or flex options for me. Nick Novak, the kicker, is okay to start. Wide receiver Malcolm Floyd still out with his neck injury. Don't start him. Don't start the Chargers' defense unless you're in a, you know, in a reverse league where you get points for for stink ball. Uh, let's jump on our caller here real quick before we get going to the rest of the game. Well, maybe we can jump on the call as opposed to the caller. Hey, but... Are you gonna jump on me? <laughs> this is Jill. Can I suck your dick? Put that in my mouth. I'll slobber on it. That's wonderful. <laughs> yep. Well, welcome to the bigger time, big time. Yeah. There well, you go. Nice to know that so our audience, our audience has an average IQ of uh, three quarters, maybe. But uh, yeah, I guess hopefully so. that's not representative of it. Oh well. <laughs> so moving right along here, we've got uh, the Sunday. Are you okay? 
Yeah, I'm fine. Sunday night. All right. Okay. Sunday night game, New England at Atlanta. New England, I don't know. Atlanta's been so disappointing so far this season. New England looks like they've been doing it with uh, smoke and mirrors. I'll I'll go with New England to win this. I'll say New England 31, Atlanta 28. Yeah, I guess I could go with that. I just, it's been, both these teams haven't really seemed like they've gotten all the way on, you know, firing on all cylinders yet. Like, we expected a lot more out of both of them, and I think they've kind of gotten off to maybe slower starts. Not necessarily slow starts compared to the rest of the league, but slower than expected. Um, I still think there's a lot of fantasy value for New England, but we're going to have to start playing the fun game of which tight ends do we like, who's Tom Brady throwing to this week now that it looks like maybe Rob Gronkowski's coming back. Uh, I do like Tom Brady. I think he can start him, Stephen Ridley. I like Brandon Bolden. Uh, even Kimbrell Thompson Tompkins is getting a lot of targets. He's not always catching all of them, but eventually he will catch some of these passes. Uh, I like Julian Edelman. If Gronkowski plays, I'm okay with starting him. I mean, he's been rehabbing long enough. He's got to know all the plays and everything by now, right? Yeah, you know? I'm sure he knows the plays. I'm just not convinced he's healthy, even if they say he's healthy. This is... I think this is, with Gronkowski, it's kind of payback for all those years that Bill Belichick would lift Tom Brady on the injury report with a shoulder <laughs> injury right, every week when you knew <laughs> darn well that he was healthy and was going to throw for four or five touchdowns that week. So, yeah, the I think this is karma coming back ailment. to bite them in the butt. So, But uh, for Atlanta, I like Matt Ryan, Chuck Hiss Rogers, Julio Jones, Tony Gonzalez, Roddy White, I just, there's something not right with him yet. You know, if you have to start him as a flex option, go ahead. But hopefully you didn't spend a high draft pick on him this year. You know, Harry Douglas, Matt Ryan are okay to start. Running back Steven Jackson, questionable with a hamstring injury. And the, you know, the defense, I wouldn't start either of those because I think New England puts up a lot of points. Yeah, I think this will be one of the higher scoring games of the weekend. So, next game up, the Monday night game, we've got Miami at New Orleans. Miami is somehow 3-0. and Don't quite get like that, it. but uh, <laughs> it's, it's there. I know you like that. Um, I, I think the, the, the wheels come off this week, though. I think New Orleans will win this game pretty handily. I'll say New Orleans 31, Miami 21. I would love to pick Miami to upset New Orleans this week. But I ju- even even as a Miami homer, I can't do that. That's just even for me, that's too crazy. I think New Orleans does win this. I think they win by a touchdown. Uh, Miami maybe will look a little better than some people expect, but I just don't think they're quite on the the New Orleans level of scoring just yet. They're not going to be able to keep pace with them. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I think, is more of a second quarterback option this week. I'm. I'm tempted to start Lamar Miller, even though this run game is a little murky. Uh, I think he could be an interesting fit this week. I like Brian Hartline and Mike Wallace, as I do pretty much every week. I'm staying away from the tight ends. I know you like Charles Clay. I'm not as big on him, especially this matchup. Uh, I'm saying no to the defense and no to the kicker. New Orleans is definitely putting up points. He may not have hands of stone, but he does have hands of clay. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> Right. Well played, Sherpa. Well played. <laughs> I still think they need a wide receiver of the last name Gromit so they could start Wallace and Gromit at the wide receiver. Kind of like when New England had uh, Wang and Chung. Everybody could Wang Chung every night. Yes, yes. So for New Orleans, uh, quarterback Drew Brees is a start, running back Darren Sproles, wide receiver Marcus Colston, tight end Jimmy Graham, kicker Garrett Hartley, all good starts this week. Pierre Thomas is more of a flex option for me. Wide receiver Lance Moore, same thing. He's questionable with a wrist injury, but he's a flex option for me. Running back Mark Ingram is questionable with a toe injury at this point in the week. Even if he starts, I'm not starting him. Wide receiver Kenny Stills, not yet. And the defense, um, yeah, I just, well, I I take that back. I I think if Miami's only going to score 21 points, I would start the defense. I would feel comfortable yeah. starting New Orleans defense. Yeah, they may. It may depend on who's on your waiver wire. I mean, if you've got 
if you've got, say, the indie defense sitting out there and you're playing Jacksonville this week, there may be other matchups. Oh, but it's yeah, not, <laughs> you, you definitely want it's to. It's not a bad one if if you're looking for you know a lower scoring game. This will be one of the lower scoring, but there are definitely some stinkers for defenses out there. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if the Arizona or indie defenses are out there, go grab them would be my <laughs> advice, but we'll see. So we've got a few minutes left over because of the bye week and because we talked a little bit faster than usual, perhaps. But I, I just yeah. wanted to get your sense of what your philosophy is as far as working the waiver wire at this time of the season. Are you still patient with the guys you drafted or are you, you know, making wholesale changes left and right if your team has lost a couple games? What's, what's your philosophy as far as working the waiver wire goes, Janet? For me, I I tend to make smaller moves throughout the season. I don't like to go huge and try and revamp my team all in one week. Um, but I definitely look more for the matchups, especially when you're looking at wide receivers. And even now with tight ends a little bit, you have more flexibility that you can, you know, oh, well, I'm playing against, you know, this defense this week and they're terrible. We're going to run the score up. I might go pick up one of the 87 Tennessee wide receivers if I need a flex option because someone's on a bye week. I mean, what do you, what's your philosophy here? I, I tend to make more incremental changes than wholesale changes, but I think it's never too early to start pruning your roster. I mean, even forgetting bye weeks, but you know, if you, you know, if you have somebody, I, I don't know that I would go cutting somebody like Roddy White, but you know, he's obviously not healthy and to me, yeah. you know, he's somebody that, you know, ideally belongs on your bench at this point. And if you can stash him away, that's ideal because it's like you're yeah, you're adding yeah. a an all star caliber player mid season when he does finally get healthy. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, for instance, I wouldn't go cutting him to pick up a a second no. kicker if I if my kicker were on a bye week or anything, you know, drastic like that, or cutting him to pick up a second defense or anything. Yeah, but hopefully like there that, is somebody but... in your league who does things like that and you can capitalize on it. <laughs> yeah. That's always nice. <laughs> yeah, the, there's always there's always some knucklehead that, you know, cuts somebody that turns out to be a star again later in the season just because they had a bad game or two. But you know, sometimes you look at situations and you just say, well, maybe this team isn't as good as I thought they were or maybe their offense isn't as potent as I thought it was going to be and – you, know, you try to you know, trade somebody that might still have value or name recognition, even if the team isn't that good. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, and you don't you don't like want to get too enamored with some of these two and one and three and O teams that maybe just had an easy schedule early on. I think that's another thing you have to look at when you're looking to pick guys up on the waiver wire, especially if you're looking for more than one week. Look at their next few weeks' opponents. If you're going to see a lot of tough defenses, you know may not be the guy to to take your waiver claim on. Like the Giants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, which of the undefeated teams do you think is the biggest fraud and which of the 0-3 teams do you think still has a chance to turn their season around? Ooh. I, for me, I think that maybe – if I had to pick one of the undefeated teams that could turn it around, I would probably say either the Giants or the Redskins, just because that's a division you can get back into pretty easily. Um, and honestly, there's just there's just no way they can both stay so bad. There's there's no way. Um, as far as a three and O team that may be a fraud, maybe Chicago. I just I'm not sure if I'm buying into them just yet. What do you think? I'll, I'll, I would say Chicago because I'm picking them to lose this week. I, I would. I, I don't know that they're a fraud. I, I don't. When I say fraud, I mean what's the team that's going to go? You know, that's going to start four and zero and end up you know one and eleven the rest of the season like the Cardinals did last year oh, and miss the playoffs completely. But you know, I, I don't think any of the undefeated teams are going to pull. You know, a stink job like that, but you know, I could see. I, I think Miami is the one team that I'm still not sold on, mm-hmm. you know, especially their running game. I think is not so hot. You know, 
Tannehill obviously making big strides as a passer, but yeah, I think they're my team that's 3-0 and that I think could uh, go in the opposite direction. And the only three team that I think might still turn things around, I'll go with the Steelers starting this week. All right. I thought you'd pick the Giants, but uh, we definitely want to hear well, what you guys have to heart, say but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, throughout the week as well. So feel free to find us all over social media. We will be back next week again from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night, uh, talking about all the injuries, news and notes, and, of course, previewing the week's matchups. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. You can find Sherpa and I on Twitter as well. He is fantasy underscore Sherpa. I am JKIM16. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com all week long. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great week. Thanks, Jenna. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit CarShield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at CarShield.com slash audio. That's CarShield.com slash audio.